welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. How are you? Good, Wendy. How are you doing? Good I, seeing you. I'm telling you, it is a rainy, cold day here in Atlanta, but besides that, I am fantastic. <laughs> so, Always good to hear. Always good. Well, today's topic, we're going to talk about how not to have pain in your neck. So I know oftentimes Stacy might say, you know, Ken, you are a pain in the neck, but we're not going to talk about that one on this show. Today, we're going to try to help those yeah. that have chronic pain or lingering aches and pain. Um, we're not here to actually diagnose pain or anything like that. But you know what? You wake up sometimes, your neck is sore, and we're going to talk about how to help fix that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where, I, you know, it, when I do my training sessions, you know, I'll do my intake of, okay, how are you doing? What have you been doing? How are you feeling today? And, you know, it's not uncommon for, for that during that intake process where I'm talking to them to say, you know what? And they, they start rubbing their neck. They don't even mm -hmm. talk about their neck. Right. So they just start rubbing it. It's like, yeah, I had a long meeting today and, you know, it's behind the, you know, it's behind the computer or I was just trying to get this assignment done, whatever it may be. And, it just gives all the reason in the world why they would be rubbing their neck, even though they don't say it, you know, I like to look at their, their posture and their positioning and if their heads forward, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're shrugging, then, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, you know what, let's, let's pause, take a little time out. Let's get this moving better first, because unless the neck is moving well, unless the shoulders can move well, which, tension up here as it can be a reflection of how well they're going to move through the upper body. Um, unless we get things moving, you know, grease up the, the joints up there a little bit, then nothing else is going to move well, despite, you know, the, the workout, whether it's upper body day, lower body day, unless we get the neck moving well, get you without discomfort, you know, tension, then the whole workout's going to suffer overall. Yes. And I would just say even life will suffer, not just the workout. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I fall victim to this. So when we were talking about the neck, I'm like, ooh, ooh pick me, pick me, because right. I actually, um, you know, ended up having some issues with my neck. And of course, with my background, what I do for a living, you know, I know that I should be this fine tuned machine. However, <laughs> it was not the case when it came to my neck and I let it go on for so long that literally my right arm no longer worked. I went to pick up a weight and I couldn't move it. I tried to do a tricep extension. So I was laying down and trying to do like the little headbanger things and I couldn't extend my elbow. And of course I thought, well, maybe I'm just weaker. So instead of just like trying it with no weight, I went down and weight and went down and weight and went down and weight until finally I put everything mm -hmm. to the side and realized I can't extend my arm. And so I actually had to go see, you know, see a medical professional. And you know what the number one question they asked me, when did I have my really bad car accident? And I'm like, Never at, that, at this point, unfortunately, I have been since then, but I, I had never been in a car accident. Right. Never. And so they're like, no, right. ma'am, there's got to be something. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, did you, you know, did you, you know, did, were you in some kind of like a fight? I'm like, mm, nope, not, not that I'm aware of. Were you in, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were going down the list and it was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And, you know, comes to find out I ended up doing a scan and I had three bulging discs, one about to blow at any given time. And because yeah. of that impingement that was causing, you know, nerve issues. And so therefore I couldn't move my arm, which is a very scary situation for those of you guys right. that have ever been there. It is frightening. 
Yeah, and and I think Wendy, what you're sharing with us right now is 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 a reflection of a lot of people, minus the arm numbing part. <laughs> granted, uh, but you don't want to fling it around. I mean, literally, did not yeah. work, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, unless there's cause to get you know your neck looked at to the depth that you did, it it is one of those things where again, whatever you were doing, you, and I've said this a million times on our podcast, right? You know, who you are today, you your body as it is right now is a summation of everything that you've been through from birth until now. That means all the bad stuff that you mentioned, you know, car accident, fight, you know, whatever, whatever was going on with the neck at the time, but also every good thing that you've done, you know, stretching, body work, um, um, you know, little trigger point, whatever you're doing. So that is, you know, that's what a lot of our clients go through, but it's such a slow creep, right? So yeah. especially the last couple of years, you know, how many trainings have we done virtually where we're looking at the screen eight hours, you know, we have, you know, we're, we're teaching internationally. So here we are, we have to try to read the class and we are trying to talk to the translator. But here we are, eight hours looking at the screen, just looking straight ahead. But that position, that that extension that we're we're putting our necks through, right? The forward position of our head, that you know, you don't do those things eight, nine, you know, ten hours a day um, without paying a price. Mm-hmm. And you do that day after day after day after day, then the muscles will start to say, "Hey, this is what I do. I'm going to do it because I do it really well." But unfortunately like the bulging discs in your neck, they're going to say, well, hold on, wait a second. For you to do that all day long, I'm going to have to be in this position. But guess what? You're putting all that undue stress and that force just anteriorly, and I'm assuming anteriorly, uh, but also laterally, depending on how your neck is cricked or cracked or crooked. Um <laughs> And, you know, day after day, hour upon hour, it's it's going to take its toll. So a lot of times, you know, we've talked about the low back. So the issues with the low back when it comes to the, the discs that have to experience what the vertebrae, what forces the vertebrae are putting on, the neck is no different. The neck mm-hmm. is no different from that vantage point. And those of you guys that are just joining, Ken Miller and I are talking about not having pain in the neck. And we're going to talk about things that have personally happened with me and, and things that I know Ken has experienced with his clients and probably within himself at some point um, to try to help you guys avoid some of this. Because, you know, for me, it was very frightening. And, you know, we talked about like when you're looking at your skin and you see this crazy, you know, so when you think about the neck, the neck has seven vertebrae, and in, in, which are your bones that make up your spine. And so in between each one of your bones, you have those little spongy discs. And over time, if you have a muscle that's overactive and tight, it kind of compresses on that disc. And that's what makes it bulge on the other side. And so the first thing that the doctor said, once he looked at my scan, I said, wow, that's interesting. Whose is that? And they're like, that's your neck. And I'm like, what? Like I didn't have, I was losing my curve because you have a natural curve in your neck. My neck was pretty much straight. And then on top of that, you see like these vertebrae that were like all not straight. They were just like crooked. And um, and so, you know, he asked what I did for a living and and all that. And it comes to find out that, you know, the first thing that they wanted to go to was surgery. 
with me. Like, mm -hmm. you know what, what we can do is we can remove this disc because if it, if it blows, you're going to be in a heap of trouble, but we can take the pressure off of that nerve that's causing nerve damage to your arm. And it's a quick fix. That was exactly those words, quick fix. And yeah. so my response, I don't want you to open up my neck. I don't want you to take anything out that I wasn't, you know, anything that I was right. born with, I'd like to keep. And so I said, well, what about doing corrective exercise? And he said, well, you can try it, but I'll see you in six months. And that was three years ago. Well, there and you go. so I know. And so I'm telling you guys, like the stuff that we're going to talk about, um, you know, ways to try to help get yourself out of pain before just, you know, just going in and just getting it operated on. Hopefully some of these suggestions will help because it truly helped me. And I have full range of motion and mo movement in my arms. I can do all kinds of crazy stuff with my head so I can go out dancing. I can do all right. kinds of things. Um, right. Right. And not, you know, <laughs> and I still have everything intact. Now, and that's awesome because for those of you who have that have never seen Wendy tear up the dance floor, she can, I can, ooh, she can tear it. up the dance floor. I mean, like right. tear, tear it up. You got splinters all over the place. <laughs> But you can do the worm. I can I do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I want to. I, I also want to put out there that you know we were we're actually mentioning the position of the head and the neck and the shoulders, but I think you know the other thing that often goes, uh, you know, just laying under the covers is the fact that you can you can focus on posture all you want, but if you're one of those people that carries a lot of tension in the neck to where you're just, you know, you're having a bad day, you're, you know, you're, you're in a high stress environment, that tension can, can come about, you know, emotionally and, and mentally. So we are, you know, kind of diving into just opening up the, the possibility that it's not just about work and positions that you hold, if you're in a chronic position to where your head's forward, your shoulders are forward, your neck, your cervical spine's extended, there's also just an internal, um, there can be an internal drive for stress to be held up in, in the, in the neck region. So mm -hmm. um, just because you don't sit behind a computer or have to look at a computer screen all day long, doesn't mean that, well, say I, I don't have a technologically biased mm -hmm. occupation, but if you're one of those that just carries stress in the neck, just know that, you know, this, this conversation can include you as well. Well, and this is what I found interesting because, you know, me being the research nerd that I am, um, I wanted to look up, you know, I, it wasn't due to a fall. It wasn't, you know, like, unfortunately with aging, you know, you can get, you know, osteoarthritis and you can get arthritis, you can get all kinds of things. And with the weight of our head, sometimes that's when we, we start, you know, driving our neck forward. But mm -hmm. on top of the the tension and everything in the shoulders that can mm -hmm. actually, because the, you know, our traps and, and, and the origin and insertion of the muscles from the neck to the shoulders, um, they play an important role that puts us in these positions, like you said, for an extended period of time. But it was also heavy backpacks. And as much as we travel, I travel with my laptop and I put stuff yeah. in a backpack. I hop on a plane. I have my purse. And, you know, anytime you have something on your shoulders, or even if you tap your shoulders, you start to activate a muscle, even though it's unintentional. And so over time, that overactivity of me, you know, having a backpack, putting my shoulders up, hunching my shoulders, you know, especially on one side that I wore my purse, because you, you do have to elevate your shoulder in order to keep that purse from falling off. And it's something that sometimes as females, we, we don't think about. And so I ended up going right. to a very light backpack purse, which, you know, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm an old lady with a backpack purse. 
just saying, but you know what? It was better for me because you know, it evened me out. And mm -hmm. then I started to say, you know what? I don't need all this stuff. Um, I have you bring all of my recovery tools. So I don't put those in my backpack anymore. I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> and, and it, and it was one way that I was just yeah. looking at my life in general. How can I decompress? How can I re reduce my anxiety? start to mm -hmm. do some flexibility work. I added traction. I did my, I bought a traction unit. So I do do traction yeah. 10, 10 minutes every single day, um, as well as corrective exercises. So for 20 minutes of every day, I do that. And I have been able to avoid surgery. So just, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, you're, you're a great story, Wendy, because, you know, when they said, I'll see you in what, what they give you three months. Six months. Well, they said, six well, I, definitely six months I would have surgery, but he said he would see me back like, you know, probably yeah. within, you know, one to three months. Yeah. Just... And then three years later, right. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that that's a great testimonial to the fact that there is such a thing with as, as self-care, you, you, you are empowered. Once you find out, a, find a recipe that works for you, that like you've, you found it, Wendy, as far as, okay, you, you figured out, okay, well, how much load can my spine take? Mm -hmm. Right. So you, you figured out your threshold, right. Apparently it's not a, full bag of whatever you carry around but <laughs> and then i'm the pack horse because now i bring my vault i bring i bring all the hey do you have your vault yeah here you just use it right see i'm um, smart you're smart you work smarter not harder you make yes. can can bring all the stuff yes. um but you know th there is a way of self-managing and i think as 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 the listeners or you guys that are listening to us here today um here on random fit uh podcast of don't have a pain in the neck you know what we're really discussing here is is that for one there is resolution to neck pain and discomfort right we're not really here talking about pain so to speak but things that induce stress on the the neck and the shoulder because people don't realize there's about 20 muscles that cross the neck right you mentioned the seven cervical spine and all the discs in between but you have about 20 muscles that Hey, muscles in the neck are no different than the muscles in the rest of the body in the fact that they, they just, you know, they contract and relax, they shorten and they lengthen. They, you have a high concentration of proprioceptors that are really sensitive to position, speed and motion because there's a lot of information that has to transfer, you know, from the from the neck as far as how to position the head on the shoulders. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't know that there is a reflex where you know what they call a pelvo ocular reflex or is it ocular pelvo i think i've read it both ways it's pelvo ocular pelvo ocular right so the is tony right next to you is no <laughs> my my dog was saying hello so i just uh... oh, okay so the pelvo so how the how the hips are positioned and move it's it's related it relates closely to how the neck is going to be positioned and move because as we ambulate as we go from a to b the position of the lumbopelvic hip complex is going to have to know what's going up above it with the neck region because the hips know that, okay, here's our cockpit up here and our, our pilot up above has to see where we're going. So the hip has to tell the neck where its position is so that the neck can adjust to make sure that the head is level and able to look at the horizon, right? What? So... You and know, I think that's important when yeah. we're working out too. Again, yeah. why we talk so much about always think that, you know, your eyes and chest should follow each other when you're working out. And yeah. so 
um, you know, one of those things, like when we're talking about don't have a pain in the neck here on random fit with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, we really are really just stressing about the importance of having really good posture because once your neck, you know, yeah. you start to have these pains, it really does affect what's happening in your upper body. So, you know, it can lead to headaches and who wants to have a headache? Right. myself definitely not um you know obviously when you're looking on a postural standpoint and your neck is way out in front of you it just it just doesn't even look good so mm -hmm. you know if you want to look better bring your chin back but then nobody wants to double chin because that's not good that's so if you just yeah who wants double chins um but you know really going through and i think if we look at you know our corrective exercises as a whole can i think it's really important that we talk about and, and i mean i'll let you take the lead on this but i think it's important to talk about just you know, muscles that we should be foam rolling and muscles that we should be stretching in order to kind of help if you have these mm -hmm. issues um, help long term. Now, one thing I will say that's not in any of the textbooks that um, that we have with NASM, but I learned as a manual therapist, you know, there, we've got this big, big, huge muscle that's in the front of your neck. So it's called your sternocleidomastoid. And so there's a spelling test for that later. Um, but we call it the SCM for short. And that muscle attaches to your sternum you know, and then your clavicle, which is your collarbone and then behind the ear. And when that one muscle alone gets tight, it can actually cause a behind the eye headache. And so just by relaxing that one muscle on the same side as the behind the eye headache, you can actually mm -hmm. get rid of that with, you know, just by just that one muscle. So I'm telling you, I want to see thank you notes sent to me later. Yeah. Because that's a big one. That's a big well, one. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> the sternocleidomastoid. Um, yeah. And again, as I mentioned earlier, you have 20 muscles that cross the neck, but it takes, you know, you know, an assessment process and, and, and that can be as easy as, you know, sitting up tall, kind of flexing the chin down and seeing what, what stretch you might feel on the back of the neck. You can even do a little head tilt, left ear to left shoulder, right ear to right shoulder. You can even turn right and left and you can you can get a feel for where your sticky points are, right? So it's like uh, left ear to left shoulder, I feel a little bit more tension than the right side of the neck versus when I tilt the head the other way. So taking some inventory, you know, it's, it's not a bad idea to where with a lot of people, if you are if you have a arm or hand dominance based on your activity. So maybe if you're a carpenter where you do a lot of hammering using your right side, there may be some dominance there and that might give some explanation as to why you have uneven stress from the right to left shoulder. But also, like you mentioned, Wendy, what I've seen, especially in school age kids is, you know, hey, this is where this is the shoulder that I put my my backpack strap on or or the left side of the shoulder. So from that vantage point, you know, you can you can kind of start putting the pieces of the puzzle together to kind of come up with your own self-care program, like with what you did, Wendy, kind of evaluated how you were living your life where and how you were loading your body, you address that. Well, that's the first part of the intervention is stop digging the hole. So if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging is what we say, right? So first thing is stop making it worse. And then that's the first part of making sure that you're doing what you can to self-care. Oh, we lost you, Wendy. Sorry, I <laughs> muted. I think okay. it's also um, important to evaluate too, you know, how do you sleep? Because I was a side sleeper and I also mm -hmm. sleep with my arm under my pillow. So again, I'm really shortening muscles 
for an extended period of time. So I actually bought a different pillow to try to help real, you know, try to regain curve, like curvature back into my neck. Mm -hmm. um, I bought, like I said, a pulley machine that kind of helps with traction. I bought an actual traction machine um, that again, I talked to the doctor about of which would be, you know, which would be best for me. Again, I don't tell you to go buy a traction unit and then, you know, pump it up to some crazy number because I have very specific numbers and a protocol that I had to fall based on utilizing some, some actual unit that, um, you know, that I, was told to get but on the you know on, on the corrective side too if like you know that you sleep on your side and you know you sleep with your shoulder up it's it's really trying to change your ways and just like when you go on a diet or you try to incorporate exercises that you've never been a fan of it's a hard thing to do and so give yourself time and that's what i did i'm like you know what i'm going to try this i'm going to show yeah. this guy if i do this every single day but i had to commit so you've got to commit if you are having these issues and they're you know they're continuously happening and, and they're reoccurring more often than they should you know um talk to someone to see if there's some some type of of traction and all that is is like a you know with mine i lay down i put a strap on my forehead and then i pump it um pump this machine up to a certain number and then once i feel a good stretch and it's to that degree of where the doctor told me to stay i hold that for 10 minutes then I let myself out and then I immediately go into activation exercises on the muscles that are over, that are underactive, that actually allowed right. or, you know, allowed those overactive muscles to stand in place or to, uh, to put me in these bad compromised positions. And so, you know, what, some exercises that I did. So before I even go into it, I'm going to say, if you've got pain in the neck and you're listening to Random Fit with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, I want you to pay attention. So if you know that you've got some neck pain, you're limited in, in rotation and side to side movement, you start to have these tingling feelings mm -hmm. in your, your fingers and your shoulders. I grab a foam roller. I foam roll my thoracic spine, which is like the middle back. I don't go below my shoulder blades and I don't go up actually on the cervical spine at all, just right. the middle, middle back. I open up my chest. So I do some pec stretches. I do some little, you know, wall angels, if you will. So mm -hmm. which, which is I lay my entire back flat against the wall. I move my arms over my head and then back down. Um, I do retraction, which is I double chin as you know, and I do that for reps, like putting my head against something and then trying to bring it back. And then I do face down exercises. Like, so I'm on my stomach, almost kissing my floor. So my spine's mm -hmm. in the right position. And then I do stuff like cobras, which is just going back, squeezing my shoulder blades and dropping my shoulders down. Um, I do rows with a band. I mean, literally just things that I can do on my floor for 20 minutes. And I do, you know, um, different things, but those are the type of exercises that have very, like been very, very beneficial for me. And, um, you know, I don't know if there's some that you suggest for your clients, but those are pretty much my go-tos and the order that I go into it. Right. I, I think, you know, with, um, with the X and those are all great exercises, Wendy, I, but I think where we kind of miss the boat from, um, from a total body relief standpoint, because, you know, when you, when you have pain or discomfort or stress, like, you know, it's like, uh, like, I mean, seriously, right now, my, my, the right side of my shoulder is a little, a little, um, I got some tension here, but you go through everything that you, you talked about. Wendy, do you have a Theracane at home? Do you, I do, you? and I love it. Yeah. So yes. if you, and, and that's one thing that we haven't mentioned, which is one of, I have one that actually, you know, if you don't know what a Theracane is, it's basically a hook mm -hmm. with a couple knobs that stick out. But what you do with that hook is you take the, 
the hook end and you actually place it in, in the case of the upper traps, I might put it somewhere between my neck and my shoulder, more of the backside. So if we're talking about the, the levator scapula right up here, I can just, with my hands, I'm just holding on to a couple of the handles and I'm just applying pressure. So as you mentioned, self-myofascial technique, Wendy, um, as we would teach it is you find a tender spot and you want to just stay on there, sit on it until you've got about a 50 to 60% decrease in tension and no different when it comes to me using a Theracane. And again, there's a lot of products out there that have that hook design, but Theracane's basically the one of the first to the market and basically my go-to. Um, I'll put it there and I'll just hold it. And then um, as I might do some mobility work with some myofascial technique, I might just do a little bit of a a little side tilt, a little side flex and get, get the tissue moving with a little pressure just to kind of, you know, move the connective tissue a little bit. And then I'll do an assisted stretch with, uh, you know, doing that same side flex position. And that often is enough to kind of down regulate the tension in the neck. And as I was starting to say before, is that you do the strengthening exercise like that, like what you're doing those prone chin tucks, Wendy. Mm -hmm. So that's working the deeper muscles in the neck. But now it comes time to, to integrate things and where, where people usually stop, it's like they do a stretch, they might do the chin tucks like, oh, okay, I feel so much better. But here's the thing, you've only kind of, you put a Band-Aid on an open wound, right? It's like, you might kind of stop the tension, you might relieve some tension. However, the, the underlying issue is still there, which for a lot of people, it's just a lack of integration between this, this tender spot and the rest of the body. Well, if there's a compensation or if there's muscles or joints that aren't moving the way they're, they're supposed to move, well, guess guess what? That tension's only going to come back again. We've said it in other uh, podcasts where, you know, you, you got to get that area that you just addressed to play nice with the rest of the body. And unless there's that connect, that connectivity, that connection, that ability to integrate an area that you just, let's say, repaired or you've you've taken care of the muscle imbalance that's that's an existing a certain area. In this case, it's the neck. Unless there's that communication for the rest of the body to say, oh, okay, so the neck, you're able to do this now. Okay, so let's let's kind of play, let's kind of play together. And we won't do things that cause you stress as long as you don't do things that cause us stress. So that integrated part that comes into it. So when we talk about integration. We're talking about cobras to where now we have to use those muscles close to the neck. So the, the muscles between the shoulder blades um, uh, with the, the rhomboids, the lower traps. So the muscles middle, lower part of the shoulder blade that gets those shoulder blades to have a better relationship with the rib cage. But also the muscles under the rib cage when we talk about, let's say, a push-up plus where you're just finishing the top end of the push-up. And we're getting those muscles to play better together is what we're really trying to go for when it comes to kind of completing the picture when we're when we're addressing the neck so again part of getting the neck to be better is to kind of not kind of but to let the body do more work when you it complete comes, me yeah. that's what you, you're saying you're <laughs> you complete me, complete me. Yeah. <laughs> those of you guys that are just joining us <laughs> Miller and I on random fit are talking about don't have a pain in the neck um, don't be a pain in the neck either. But when we're talking about pain, the big thing is, is I think, you know, it's important to identify what are some of the factors of your life or your job or just, 
in general that could be causing stress to your to your neck? Is it, you know, your shoulders are elevated? Is it stress? Is it your job? Meaning, you know, we hear so much about tech neck, looking down at your phone, looking forward at your computer, you know, all of that plays a huge role in compensations that are going to lead to muscles that are stressed, that will eventually become sore, and then you have that pain in the neck. So I think identifying it first is going to be really important. And once you say, okay, you know what, my neck is forward, what should I do? Well, do what you can to bring it back. And, you know, one of the little keys that I have with my clients that do have forward heads is I have them when they're driving, keep their head on their back, like the headrest. And I also make sure that they look at their headrest because so many new cars nowadays have the headrests that are pointed forward and it just kills me. So like, you know, because that's actually pushing you forwards. If anything, what I ended up doing with my husband's car, who was, whose was really bad is we took it and I turned it backwards. And so literally it was straight. So I was still protected should we have gotten into a wreck. However, it wasn't pushing me forward when I was sitting in the, the passenger or the driver's seat. And so there are little tricks to look at. But as Ken said, identify the problem first. Try to go into some stretches. If you notice it's forward, stretch the front and the side of your necks. Then at that point, go into some activation work, bringing your shoulders back, bringing your neck back. And then on an integration side for what I would do, I always do things like a squat to row. I try to mm -hmm. integrate my upper body and my lower body, not just the area that I'm trying to get muscles to activate and, and hold that position. Because then remember the body's one unit. So if something is messed up at the ankle, it can blow out your shoulder. And that really holds true. And so you want to think, you want to try to be in the best position at all times for everything that you do. But, you know, having specifically good care of your neck and your shoulders, it can minimize headaches. It can, it can help you think straight. You're going to get more clarity. You're just going to yeah. feel better. You'll sleep better. You'll move better. You'll just be better. You'll just be better. You'll just be better. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, just to kind of write on those thoughts, it's, you know, first things first, if, if, if your pain or discomfort is, is something that's just, it's affecting your life in a, in a, in a negative way. I think what you know, go to go to your primary care, um, uh, primary caregiver, um, and you know because within the scope of practice for a personal trainer, dealing with pain um, is not really in, is well, it's not in their wheelhouse, right? So when in doubt, refer out, go go see somebody, get it checked out, just like you did, Wendy. So from that vantage point, we just want to make sure that you know we clear the deck and make sure that. Okay, if it's something that does require require medical intervention, right? Um, especially if there's numbing, tingling, things like that. Just just know for sure that it's or it doesn't work. Or the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just uh, stops working. Yeah, because what we're talking about today is more like a self care format. So again, you're cleared for movement, regular movement, your exercise, things like that. Things you can do on your own uh, that that isn't like, hey, we need you now, right? Mm -hmm. So. From that standpoint, we just got to, you know, make sure that we take care of business and then just know that you're in a position to take care of yourself. It just requires consistency and it, it does require a total body approach. So, Wendy, this um, this you weren't you weren't such a pain in the neck today. So I'll, I'll oh, say thanks. That. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good information, <laughs> as always. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast of Random Fit and our topic of don't be a pain in the neck so if you like what you listen to today like follow subscribe comment let us know if there's anything that you'd like for us to talk about and we'll be sure to get right on that because wendy is a research nerd and you know 
she, she <laughs> likes to dive into it. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well. Oh, 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 oh,